Christ is born. Glorify him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The prophet Isaiah declared hundreds of years ago, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its owner, and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not consider. I remember growing up when it comes to Christmas time, and I know every family puts out the presents at different times. So basically the few days before Christmas, especially we would go to Indiana to my grandmother's and then that's when the presents would suddenly appear a day or two before Christmas. And of course, I'm sure children, if you see the presents, you're looking for the biggest ones, right? Seeing what's inside, because the bigger the better. As you grow older, you'll realize that's not always true. Bigger does not always mean better, especially when your father does the box inside the box trick on you. You know, puts a huge box out, and then there's a smaller box, and then a smaller box. Does that happen to you? Well, maybe one day that will happen to you now. But I remember the anticipation. I had written my list. I had my eyes or my heart set on certain things. And so when I saw those boxes, my heart soared because I thought I was going to get the thing that I wanted. And so it's Christmas morning and my brothers and I are all chomping at the bit as soon as the light shines over the treetops. And my parents, of course, put it off as long as possible. We need breakfast first, coffee first. I didn't appreciate all of that then. I definitely appreciate that now. And then we were set like wolves upon the weakest of the lot and tear, tear open everything. Screaming, you know, crying because we're also throwing elbows to try and get in there. And of course, inevitably, my anticipation never matched the reality. Because, oh, sweater. Oh, socks. Oh, underwear. Oh, a book. Of course, now all of these things, I'm like, a sweater, <laughs> socks, underwear. <laughs> But then, as a child, I'd almost get depressed. Because, of course, after the presents, as a child, for me, in my mind, especially because we didn't really treat Christmas as religious. It wasn't about Jesus. So that's a whole other side trail I'm not going to go down right now. But I was almost depressed on a Christmas day. I'd done the great thing that happened, and now I guess I could put on a new outfit, or pieces of a new outfit. And maybe a you know puzzle or something, but I, I never got that Game Boy or that Sega Genesis or I know I'm dating myself with these things. You know, I PlayStation One. 
I never got those things. I think I had a Nintendo, but I don't remember getting it for Christmas. The real heart of Christmas, of course, I completely missed. Because my childhood desires my heart, and by childhood I should lengthen that to teen years too. By adulthood I kind of got over that. And it dawned on me yesterday at the table with my family as we read this prayer just how much I had missed as a child and how often I miss to this day, to this feast, what the point of this feast is. O meek son of Mary, holy son of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, thou didst suffer to be born in Bethlehem in the flesh, laid in a manger and carried in the arms of thy mother for our salvation. And in so doing, Lord, thou camest to suffer, to be hung on the tree of the cross, and already as an infant thou didst accept the Magi's gifts as offerings for thy life-giving burial. Now on this holy day of thy nativity, do thou accept also us, thy servants, and bless us who gather in memory of thy holy birth. And do thou come to be born in our hearts. O precious Savior, of the Father's heart begotten, through the prayers of thy maiden mother and the righteous Joseph, her guardian and thine, through the protection of the holy angels, through the prayers of the three magi, Caspar, Balthazar, and Melchior, of the shepherds who worship thee, and of all the saints. Amen. Do thou come to be born in our hearts, O precious Savior of the Father's heart begotten. This was what I miss This is what I miss even to this day. But how do we prepare this way? How do we allow Christ to be born in our hearts? Well, I'd like St. Paul to guide us with his account of his life that he gave in the epistle as a path to prepare our, our, our hearts to have the Savior born therein. St. Paul in Galatians tells the Christians of Galatia, he makes known to them, Brethren, the gospel that was preached to me is not according to man, for I received it not from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. One of the great mysteries is the fact that God has revealed himself, that Christmas is a revelation It's not just a story, it's not a philosophy, it's not something that somebody cooked up, it's not something that we got from a book off the self-help aisle at Barnes & Noble. It is God himself orchestrating, preparing Israel, the Theotokos, for the world to receive his son. While not all of the world receives his son or rejoices in it, it is from God. This is good news because it's not a complicated philosophy. This is not where you pull out a tome and you say you want to be a Christian. Here's the tome. You must memorize this, pass this test according to how many German words you can fit together all the neologisms. It doesn't require a PhD. 
It's not going to be bested or corrected. It's not going to reject, be rejected because of its credentials, unless there is a rejection of God. It's not going to be updated. This is the revelation from God. It came not from humans. It wasn't found as in we went searching for it and we couldn't find it. Therefore, we had to build it or something like this. This is sheer grace and good news that while we were lost, while we wake in that dark wood, there is a light that is coming for us. For our entire existence is grace. It is a gift from God, as is the entire economy, or as we say in the anaphora, the dispensation of our salvation. And what do we do with gifts? Or what do we learn as we grow into adulthood to do with gifts? We joyfully receive them. For it is learning to appreciate this revelation, this sheer grace given from God in coming as one of us, that we turn in joy, thankfulness to God in reception. But it might be nagging at us, and maybe it's that earworm from that song about Santa Claus checking a list who's been naughty or who's been nice that maybe we don't feel worthy for the fact of this revelation. Paul goes on, For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it, and I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. We have all failed. And it is the great paradox that none of us are worthy and yet Christ loves us. Because in our logic, the reason why this is a paradox is our logic has it that if we failed, if we're not worthy, we don't deserve anything. But in God's logic, God's revelation, it's the opposite. We have all failed. We have failed even in our zealousness and perhaps even in our piety, perhaps even burning or hurting others because of our misguided and misdirected zeal like Paul, a zeal that maybe as we continue to grow in humility and patience and love, that it's found in our self-righteousness or our pride and not in the sheer joy of the gift that has been given us our failing, our brokenness is the reason for Jesus appearing in the flesh. Christmas is D-Day. It is when Christ breaches the beach in order to free us from our suffering, free us from death. While this revelation is a gift from God, and no matter what our past is, the Son and his revelation wants to be revealed in us. Paul continues, It pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. 
I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. To be born in our hearts, the Savior waits. He knocks, he calls, the church gives us every year, this is part of the beauty of the repetition of the liturgical cycle, that we, in our hearts, we wax and wane, we ebb and we flow, our feelings, they come and they go, but it is a fact, sealed in baptism, sealed by the gift of the Holy Spirit, That God wants to reveal his son in you. For his son to be born in your heart. To commission you to join him in his mission. His kingdom. And that might mean, especially at this time, like Paul, that we do not immediately let this go from our lips. Like there's something about zeal when we are in conviction that we want to talk about it. Right? We want to tell other people about how convicted we are. Well, the fathers, actually, if you've ever read Tito Colliander's The Way of the Ascetics, a little book, he talks about basically, be quiet. <laughs> Keep the conviction within your heart. Because when you speak and you talk about it, often you think you've accomplished the repentance or you've accomplished the conviction because you're talking about it. But then your actions don't follow. Let's follow the example of Paul who goes to Arabia. He goes into the desert for a long time before he goes up to confirm with the apostles what it was that he had been given as a gift. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, says the prophet Isaiah. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. This prophecy from Isaiah, this is from the chapter 1, resonates with this particular feast because the ox that knows its master, the donkey that knows its master's crib, appears in the icon of the nativity. And this is a call for repentance for all of us because it is the ox and the donkey who know their master. While we ourselves are called to repent. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. This is the promise. This is the gift of Christmas, the revelation of of Christ among us. While we sing throughout the season of the cosmic dimension of salvation, as we see in the icon, the earth offering a cave, magi offering gifts, angels singing from the heavens, Joseph offering his honor and his public self for sacrifice, Mary who has given her body to be a palace, the beasts even know their master. So let us At least imitate the beasts. Transform that bestial aspect of ourselves. See that gift, not in big boxes or what we thought we were going to get for Christmas or what we put our hearts into, but what 
our Lord offers in being born in our hearts and transforming us into his image and likeness. Christ is born. Lord.